podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, this is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today is Wednesday, the 22nd, is it? 22nd? It is, 22nd of August, 2018. My name is Patrick Smith. Listen, it's going to be rusty to start off with. We're trying to get stuck in after almost, well, well over a month away. Uh, we've got loads to talk about. There are a whole load of new players to talk about. We have a couple of interviews with Colin Shields and Dustin Jonner. We've got TV to talk about, launch night to talk about, McFall's number change. We're also going to hear from the head of hockey operations, Steve Thornton. Uh, and we might not cover everything. We'll just chat away because it is like there is so much to cover. We'll cover what we can. But let's start by introducing, well, there's a there's a piece coming on Kingdom of the Giants in a couple of days, which is all about being nicer to your fellow man. And uh, I think I've introduced these guys in the comedy fashion far too many times. I'm actually going to do it properly. So first up, born of East Belfast, this man's hockey started in Dundonald when he used to watch a young starlet called Simon Kitchen play. <laughs> now, this man may have been dating his sister, but that's totally different. His love of <laughs> hockey continued to the uh, to he followed the uh, the Red Wing. Wheel of Detroit. And then the Belfast Giants came along. He currently is the Ironman of A View from the Bridge with the longest consecutive appearance record, which continues today. Uh, since that, he's also become the stats man, the stats guru of the Belfast Giants heading up the most recent stats team. He is a man who both loves and hates the colour orange for different reasons. It's Mr. <laughs> David McJimsey. How are you? Ah, oh, Paddy, what an intro. I, I've, I don't know what my current streak is, but it was w- worth all those comedy intros, your Jimmy Carr, Cats Does Countdown intros to, to finally get one. Hey, and you're absolutely right, 22nd of August, it's my mum's birthday, she'll not be listening, but happy birthday, ma, I love you <laughs> Fantastic, well, happy, happy birthday to Mrs. Majimsey. Um <clears throat> I'm going to get you that stat on the parents' record, mate, once I finally get that spreadsheet up to date, but it is, uh, I don't think there's been a show without you since 2000. 12, 2013, maybe. Ridiculous. Probably, anyway. <laughs> probably, probably time you had one. <laughs> Absolutely not. Next up, we'll go for the most recent member of the panel, the, the bearded spiritual king of Boomerang Corner. His passionate enthusiasm and drive for the game that's helped us reinvigorate the Kingdom of the Giants website. Uh, you can just see that from the time that he took today to cover the fantastic events that took place at the SSE Arena. Something we'll talk about a little later on. But uh, he's also a man whose money has helped build a new wing on Buckfast Abbey. How are you, Joe Neil? <laughs> <laughs> I knew there would be something. There was no way I was coming through that completely scot-free. <laughs> I'm very good, Patrick. It's nice to be with you, boys. And last, but of course not least, a man who had the league been the elite league back in 2000, 
probably would have been the first local man to put on the shirt and skated for the Belfast Giants. Not probably, definitely would have been a local yeah, ice hockey legend and uh, successful in his own right, especially working with a number of local football teams. You know him as the voice of Belfast Giants TV, but he's also a hockey international legend, proudly representing the 32-county Ireland with the harp upon his chest, <laughs> Mr. Simon Kitchen. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic, Patrick. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> you know, do you know what, Pat? I, I just, I don't want to see you, sir. You're waxing the all about different bits and pieces there. I did indeed used to get off the mission of bus on the way back from the Oval and watch Sizz playing hockey. And bar... Barring a nasty knee injury, Sizz would have played for the Belfast Giants. I have no doubt about that. He was he was playing along with the Russians. What do you call the two Russians? Says the, 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 the Igor Yuchenko and Vasily Vasilenko. Vasilenko. Vasily Vasilenko. Vasilene Vasilenko. Two absolute head cases with some wonderful stories. But, you know, Sizz wasn't out of place in those teams. And he would genuinely have played for the Belfast Giants, I think, if it had not been for injury. Sizz? I'm blushing here, boys. I'm a writer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a writer wrong in your own humble opinion because I know you're a no, you are, you quite, are quite humble. You are quite a humble guy. He is most, one of the most humble men yeah. I know. Now, yeah. you know what? I was at a, um, I was at a bar opening on um, at Johnny Cook's house on Saturday night. He, he made his uh, penalty box bar, um, and Bob Archibald, who was an old teammate years and years and years ago, him and his wife were there, and Taff was sitting beside us in June. Uh, Archie Ball was basically saying more or less the same thing, and I, I don't blush very often, like, but I definitely was blushing that night. Um, but you know what? It's, it's the way it goes, and knees are still sore. And and uh, but I, I, to be honest, I've no doubt I would have been in the team if I had been elite league back then. But just great. <laughs> that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Right, let's get stuck in. We've talked about the players that might have been. Let's talk about the players that are. Sorry, Sis. <laughs> the last time we were on, we announced Jonathan Boxall. And since then, we've signed quite a few other players. We've signed some guy called Patrick Dwyer, 35-year-old former NHLer. Blair Riley has returned to the Belfast Giants, as has David Rutherford. Regards to new names, Kyle Bond, a 26-year-old forward who's a mate of Darcy Murphy's. Francis Bouvier, who joins us from the Manitoba Moose as a forward. Guillaume Gelinas, a 25-year-old French-Canadian D-man. Uh, Andrew Dixon comes back as part of the goaling trio with Beskarowani and Stephen Murphy. And young Matthew Toe is sort of taking time out. He's signed for the Belfast Giants as injury cover. However, he is trying to concentrate on his new business, Cargo Coffee, and the fact that, congratulations to him, he's just had an addition to the family. Davey, I'll start with you on this. Of that list of names, where do you want to start? Who do you want to start talking about? Paddy, I think we'll have to go in with another Paddy, Patrick Dwyer, um, you know, coming in with a massive resume, CV, you know, He's played in the top leagues. He's played across a little bit in Europe as well. And he's coming here, says has watched him a wee bit in training this week, and says he just, another Rolls Royce, I think you described him as the other day, says smooth skating, quick, quick for, I know age is just a number, 35 years old, still got the speed, he's got the hands, and, you know, he's going to do very, very well in this league, I'd imagine. He was announced, Joel, just after the Sheffield Steelers had announced, um, what do you call him, Aaron Johnson, was it? 
and uh, who they announced in, uh, under big fanfare as a, a former NHLer with 200-odd games. And that evening, we announced Dwyer, 400-plus. Uh, his experience speaks for itself. Yeah, you, you could definitely feel the joy being sucked out of Yorkshire that night. It was very entertaining. I enjoyed that quite a lot. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's just continued in what we've spoken about before. It's that perfect blend of youth and experience. Uh, the college guys or, or the guys that have played one or two seasons out of college are coming over young and hungry and ready to win. And they, they literally have like the, the best team of, of uh, experienced veterans to kind of be a word on their shoulder and, and to advise them. I just, I, I don't know. I think the word that keeps coming to my mind is balance. The team just seems to be perfectly balanced, perfectly poised. And I know we're talking about the team on paper right now. It's all we can do, but um, we've been talking already and, and I've already said it. it's the most excited I've been about a preseason in about four or five years. Since you've been down the train and Davies mentioned Dwyer, are there any other names as well as Dwyer? I mean, you haven't mentioned in the in the intro with the players. Um, uh, big Kendall McFall looks as if he's going to be been a really really good addition as does Curtis Leonard. Um, been really impressed with Kyle Bond. Um, you know, he, he every drill he's done this that I've seen this week, he just absolutely drives in that. He's six foot two and or around that anyway. Strong as an ox, just goes straight in there and and uh, looking for any uh, free pucks to. To knock past the goaltender, but to be honest, players that you listed there, I'm actually really, really pleased to see Blair Riley coming back. You know, Riley's for me last season. Um, you know, I, I can't remember how many points he finished up with. I'm sure Joel, or sorry, Davy, uh, the stat man will be able to <laughs> tell me exactly how, how many he had. But um, for me, you know, we know that they came in with an injury last year, and he wasn't fit until. Anyway, he was struggling. He was really struggling with the, pro- the problem that he had. Um, and then when he, you know, when he started to play, you could see the points. And yes, they had certainly helped when David Rutherford, uh, and he just had to go to the front of the net. But you know, Blair, we, we've known Blair already for the year before, and they coming out of the corner with a puck, strong as an ox, looking to take people out by the roots, and, and um, you know, just drive the front of that net from with uh, from out of the corner. He started to do that the second part of the season. So um, for me, it's, I'm really glad to see him back. But as you know, we're we're looking to speak to Steve Thornton later on. I'm sure he'll touch on it as well. But some of the guys that we've added this year have been very, very, very impressive in in, uh, in training so far. And one of the things that for me in the, the sessions that I've seen the first three days this week is the intensity. Um, the, the, even in two on three drills, or uh, he's basically playing three on three mid ice. These guys want to basically put the puck in the net um, and uh, I've been really really impressed with that side of things as well The, the average age has come down, Davy. I mentioned there we've got the likes of the 26 year old Bond 25 year old Jonas Bouvier is quite young himself it's a it's a conscious move by the Giants Isn't it? Well, an old Steve Thornton, not a cliche but something he says, uh, said a lot over the last number of years you know, speed kills and another was that you've got to move before the game moves you know, and, and you've got to identify that you got to identify the young, faster guys is where the game's going at the top level. And that that obviously then trickles down for, for a number of years. Whenever the top level trickles down, you get the players that are dropping out a lot. And then eventually as those guys drop out, the younger guys who are dropping out two, three years ago are, are the guys now that you're looking. But, you know, the University of Ulster is a massive thing for us. And we're able to recruit guys now. There's, there seems to be a bit of a change last year, this year. You know, we're recruiting guys from NCAA that want to come in, finish their education at 24, 25, 26, while doing their hockey instead of 
trying to get guys in at 36, 37, 38. So we're, we're getting a lot younger, and it's, you know that speed is what is going to take this team to a different level. Says Rutherford's back. Now, there was a bit of discussion as to whether he was going to retire from the game, and he was saying that he was going to return to the Elite League. Were you surprised he came back to Belfast? No. But he says, says Brad's buttered on. Um, you know, he's, he, he came in now, is it basically, more or less he's played um, over the three seasons that he's been here. Then, you know, he's a very... He's a bit like Marmite, you know. A lot of some people don't like him, some people do. Um, you know, as a player, he's a point of game player. He, for such a small guy, he doesn't mind taking a, a couple of digs in the chin to, you know, to, to basically create a power play for us. And that's you know, that's one thing he's really, really good at. Highly skilled player. Um, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not surprised about them coming back to Belfast at all, Paddy. One of the one of the names when I looked at it is Francis Bouvier and. Everything I've seen about this guy, Joel, everything I've seen, everything I've read about him, I, I don't, listen, with all due respect to him, I don't understand why he's in Belfast. He's a solid <laughs> AHL player. What a great problem to have. And yet another, I, I think that the team's new slogan should just be the friends of Darcy. Another friend of Darcy <laughs> Murphy coming in with AHL pedigree, just like like Bonner. Um, uh, and just, I, I know on Kyle Bonner as well, by the way, just we were talking about him earlier. You want to talk about championship pedigree. Not only has his grandfather got four Stanley Cup rings, but he's just come straight from Sheldon Keefe's AHL champion Marley's to Belfast. So um, Darcy's impact on the team has been covered. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, there, there are more than one guys that you, you can maybe say uh, don't belong in this league. I just hope, uh, beyond hope, that they stay, they stick around, they fall in love with the club and they want to contribute this year. And, and if they see it as their ticket elsewhere to a higher league, to a higher level, I think that's something that you have to maybe bargain with yourself in order to get guys of that caliber. So I'm completely happy with it. Um, I don't want to look back too much, but you remember Brock McBride came into the Giants in 11-12. Now, we ended up winning the league that year, but we all said from week one, man, this guy is too good to be here. The guy had hands. He was leading every points uh, points chart in, in the league. And then within maybe, what, seven, eight weeks, he was gone. I just hope that the club, uh, and, and honestly, the club's uh, structure, what they offer, um, uh, just everything top to bottom has massively improved since 2011 and 12, and we were good back then. So I hope the offer is good enough that, that makes these guys want to stick around for a year and play for the Giants and win some silverware. David, I'd like you to have a quick word about, well, I was going to say Matt Toe and Andrew Dixon, but Andrew Dixon in particular, obviously he's, what, eight, nine years signed, the, the, the former Sheffield Steelers signed with the Belfast Giants. And... We talked earlier on about says and you know that, that you know he could have been the, the first guy to sign to the Giants. Deco is a local lad, part of the Giants organization. How important is it for us to have that link to local hockey? I think it's very, very important for for local guys, for Northern Ireland people, because you know you you kind of you look down the roster now and you look Stephen Murphy, Garside, Sheds, Toy. You know you you almost count them as as Northern Ireland guys now, even though they're. You know, Scottish, English, whatever, they've been around that long. But, you know, for Deco to come in and, and do what he does, taking the pressure off the other two goalies that they don't have to face as many shots, that don't have to practice every day. They'll be practicing every day because it's training camp. But, you know, as the season goes on, maybe be able to take half an hour off and train. Don't have to stay late. You know, I'm sure Deco's staying at the end there, taking shots of anybody that wants to stay on the ice. And he just brings that energy, the funness to the club. You know, Deco is someone who, you know, He'll maybe only end up playing a handful of games through his career for the Belfast Giants. He's never let the club down. 
and he's a guy who comes to work every day with a smile on his face and he does things in that locker room that you know that other people can't as well and, and Matty told you talk about as well you know congratulations on the baby and all coming along and he's got that business but he still wants to hang in there he wants to be a Belfast giant and the club want him to be a Belfast giant as well game win and go on the Challenge Cup last season you know these kind of stories write themselves about you know going out on a high but he wanted to do one more season at least and and he's coming in there and giving us an opportunity. If the likes of Sheds or Swinney or, you know, one of, the, one of the Brits goes down, Boxy goes down with a wee knock, you know, he'll be there and he's, he's training with the guys. He's going to be fit and ready to go off call upon. I, I would assume he'll play the Manitoba games, you know, because we're, we're still those bodies that just haven't got here yet. Paddy, can I jump in on uh, Andrew Dixon just very quickly, if you don't mind? Of course you can. Um, I, I was I was heading to the arena today for uh, the, the kind of uh, morning for the kids that we'll talk about later, and it's it's on the kingdom today. But um, as I approached the visitor door today, um, it absolutely nearly flew off his hinges, and I emerged Andrew Dixon, um, and he sort of took me by surprise, and I went, "Oh mate, what's the crack? How you doing?" And he, as he ran past me, he says. I'd love to stop and talk, mate, but I'm late for work. And off he ran into the car park. <laughs> you know, that to me, it's it's the stuff that we don't see that Diggo contributes that, that really is the, the biggest kind of uh, contribution to the team. Um, it, it's actually, it's a great interview if, if you go back and listen uh, to the, the one that I chatted to him just after he signed. Um, and he speaks a lot better than a lot of people would imagine, I think. Um you know, you, you have this image of a quiet, unassuming local guy. He's actually very eloquent, and, and his passion for the Giants is just it's tenfold. You know, he, he started out as a fan, but the guy is doing all of the work, uh, doing all of the training, and there's that added pressure of having to travel, having to do everything, but never knowing when you're going to be called upon. Um, I, I don't know, just uh, even in my own personal uh, opinion, having gotten to know him a little better, my my, uh, my impression of him and just what I think of him has skyrocketed. He, he gives so much to the team that's never really seen. Jump in as well, just and. and- Joel started to talk about uh, Deco. Deco, I'd seen him running out through the door myself. I was literally only in a couple of minutes before Joel this morning, but um, it was absolutely. I've seen him on Monday, um, and we were taking a few video clips and, and a few uh, bits and pieces of training. Brooksy was doing the same thing uh, on Monday during practice, and he came over to me. He says, says, "Do us a favor. Make sure you don't get me in any pictures." He says. I'm <laughs> We're gonna have to cut that. <laughs> I actually nearly wet myself when he said it. And just when he said when he seen him running out this morning, running to work to make sure he was at work today. But I absolutely reiterate what Joel just said. Top top lad. You know, he's he's coming from he, he was up early this morning to go to the gym, then go to training, then go to work. Um and I'm pretty sure the boys are going back to training or sorry, back to the gym this afternoon. So, you know, top it's brilliant to see a local lad. Um, in the team and uh, as Davey touched on he's never let us down when he's been called upon What about Toy? says I can't speak highly enough of Toy. I think he's just a top top lad um, I know he pondered about the opportunity um, of the business and trying to grow it side of things and having a new addition to the family um, and I know he had it in his head that he was thinking about retiring I'm so glad that Adam's talking him out of it uh, he was on the ice this morning um, he doesn't look as if he's missed a beat uh, and, and you know, also Stephen Eccles and Adam Robinson have been training for the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, it's going to be very difficult for both of those guys to get in the lineup unless there's injuries this year, or maybe try and um, get them in for Challenge Cup games. But uh, you know, with Toy back in the lineup, and you know, I was sitting talking to Adam about this yesterday. Potential fourth line that we can have um, coming up this weekend: Toy, Boxy, and Lewis Hook. You guys will not let you down. You know, and that that's the, the depth that we have this year. We've always talked about maybe, you know, being a, a body or two short with 
with the extra Brit coming in and the extra potential extra import coming in, um, you know, there's guys there. There's 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 you know, there's going to be fighting for places. Everybody wants to play, especially the British guys. They all want to play. We talked about it a couple of times already uh, during the summer about the World Championships upcoming. Every one of those British players will want to be in the thoughts of Peter Russell and uh, Adam Keefe and, and Corey Nielsen. So it, uh, I, th- I think it's a great addition to get back to Toei. Brilliant seeing back in the ice again this morning and uh, looking forward to seeing him hopefully at the weekend. Well, all those names on the roster, it's uh, coming up to this pre-season. I don't think, all, I don't think everybody's in yet, Says Is that right? Uh, Francis Beauvillier isn't in yet and they're hoping to have him in shortly. I know there was a, there was a couple of wee challenges uh, as, as his girlfriend's here and his cat. Um, <laughs> what? But, uh, just waiting. Yeah, his girlfriend and his cat are both here. Um, but uh, he had a bit of an Can issue. Can the cat skate? I think something to do with it. <laughs> I, I don't know, mate. I, I didn't see that part. But um, the, uh, and then I was about to say the name of the other guy. But What other guy, Simon? What other guy? Another guy. Oh, sorry. I'll leave it for later. <laughs> well, with that, we do have preseason coming fast upon it. We'll talk about the games later on. But at this moment, we're delighted to be joined by the head of hockey operations, Steve Thornton. How are you, Steve? Uh, very good. How are you guys? All good, sir. All good. A couple of days to the start of preseason, as I said. How are preparations going? I think they're going really, really well. I mean, I, I would imagine all teams would probably say the same thing. You know, guys come in. Uh, they look like they're in great shape. Uh, they're moving really, really well. Uh, I think you know, players want to make a really good first impression. So the tempo of practices and, and training camp are extremely high. And, uh, and we, we really like the look of the team so far. It's hard to say until you really see them play in a game situation. Uh, and, you know, we're expecting a learning curve with a bunch of new guys. But we're really, really excited so far. Usually, you know, obviously straight after the season ends, the work begins in bringing the players, but there was a real glut of players towards end of July, early August. Were you guys just biding your time looking for the right guys? I think so, yeah. I mean, another another year under the belt, it gives you a good idea as to what you want. And, and this year, the market was slightly different than last year. You know, generally, the, the, the date where a lot of players wait for um, is that, that early July where the draft is in free agency in North America. And we had a few spots open at that stage, and you know, we we're still waiting on a few returning guys to see if we we're, were going to be able to pull it off. So we wanted to make sure that we, we had the right team and, and you know, playing as many games as we we're going to play this year. We were less concerned about you know, the, the hurry in getting them here. We we're more focused on the marathon and making sure that we had the right bodies. Thoughts, is that uh, part of the reason that you decided that you only wanted a couple of preseason or exhibition games? Well, yeah. I mean, when, when, when it worked out with Edinburgh dropping out of the league, uh, it adding games to the overall schedule and then qualifying for the Continental Cup. And, you know, I, I look at everything in an optimistic way. Like, I'm, I'm planning on the, the season as if we're going to make it to the final round of that Continental Cup. So it adds another six games that you wouldn't have normally played. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of miles on the legs, and and preseason is probably the riskiest time of the season for for players in terms of niggles and injuries and knocks. When you got a short roster, like those the, the, those things that hurt can turn into injuries. So we were you know we felt that we had enough games for the players um, over the course of the year, and we wanted to have uh, a, f- 
a little bit of an easier preseason if there's time off that we could have and to work to work in the hips, the groins, the back, the hands as well. Um, we wanted to do it, but we did want to get some game time as well. So I, I think it works out well that you know we had two weeks two weeks of skating. Plus we took the ice an extra two weeks early, so the guys that came in early were skating together. Get two games under the belt. We'll have a good roster for those uh, for those two games. The majority of the guys will be here, and then on top of that, we get a, another two week break before the meaningful games start. Coach, how important, you know, you, you're talking about injuries there and then recruitment. This is the first time we've we've dipped back into the twenties as an age group um, since the since the league championship season about 2013. You know, we've been recruiting around the the masters degrees and stuff and having those wily veterans coming in, which is great. But you've got a lot younger this year again. We did. I think I think one of the focuses we wanted to do was try to get a little bit younger and try to get a little bit faster. And on top of that, we we actually added a bit of size as well. You see the guys now; they're, they're, they're they seem to be getting bigger, bigger and bigger. I'm glad I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> that, 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 that 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 was part of the plan. Like we, you know, you're, the, the game is changing, and you got to try to change before the game. And, and and you know, we we've got guys who we like here, and guys that have been here for a while that obviously are getting older every year. Like they had a year on. And, we felt that bringing young, fresh legs in is is important. I think one of the things that's helped us do that is is the Friendship War tournament. You know, it really does it really does get out there in, in the small hockey community that it is. And and you know, whether it's players that have played in it or players that know guys that have played in it and heard about the setup in the city, you know, that comes up in conversation quite often. And you know, the focus is is now getting the education, possibly getting it out of the way rather than waiting till I'm at the end of my career. And, and and then I'm going to start focusing on life after hockey, which is a great attitude to have. You know, like there's a lot of time on their hands, and you know, there there some of them are fresh out of school, and it gives them a chance to to jump right back in and get that degree, which is so important for for when guys do hang up the skates. Steve, it's Joel here. Um, I guess you you maybe just touched on what I was going to ask you there, but did you recruit this year with an idea of a certain style of hockey, and was that based on looking around the league and seeing what wasn't there? To me, it seems like a brand new kind of look for a Belfast Giants team, certainly within the kind of last four or five years. Yeah, I mean, I think Adam and I, like, are, we're, we're on very much the same page and what it takes to win. And I think that if you look at a lot of the the, the top leagues in the world. And, and, and you look at the model that teams are starting to follow now and, and the teams that are having success are built around speed. And, and, and you know, with the change in DOPS last year, I felt that was a, a real big change and a step forward for our league. And, and you have to react to it, you know, like it's, it's you know, the, 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 the size and the, the physicality uh, had always played a big, por- uh, a big part of hockey in the UK and it will, but I think the speed and the skill is, is, is where it's at in terms of, of winning and and we wanted to we, we that's what we want wanted this year and i'd say one of the things that you know maybe we were lacking a little bit last year was um you know there were some games that we just didn't get out you know we got up for the big games and and the games that we probably felt we should have won you know we we kind of let slip and i think sometimes it was because we got into that mentality that we we, we, we were going to outskill teams um, and and you know some costly turnovers or some you know you didn't turn turn it on until the third period which is too late or you you were, we were riding the refs a little bit too much I think this year it's probably going to be a little bit more straight line hockey where everybody's buying in and and just taking time and space away and just really really quick quick hockey. 
the roster is more or less together. I know that this big launch night is going out on Thursday morning, and the big launch night, of course, is Thursday evening. And we've been given a we've been given a bit of heads up that there is to be another name on the roster, Steve. Now we can't give much away, as you know, but what can you tell us? Well, I think he's going to fit into the mold of what we're trying to build. You know, another guy with size and incredible speed. I think that's going to um, put a lot of teams under pressure. Uh, with that attribute, I think that there's um, that's one of the things that I think when when teams play against us that they'll 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 notice and he'll fit right into that mold. A guy that we just couldn't turn down. He was he came too highly regarded. Um, he, he's got a great resume, scored in proven leagues, and um, you know, we're, we're really really excited to get a hold of him. Can the uh, put the skates back on again? Oh, yeah. No, you don't want me. I got maybe a testimonial game <laughs> under my belt, but that's it. I can recover for the next month after that. <laughs> Steve, Brooke, looking around the league, um, you know, obviously there's everybody seems to have brought in new guys in the league again this year. Who do you think, which is probably going to be uh, a, a, an answer that we know anyway, but what's your thoughts? Who do you think's uh, bulked up the most and who should we look out for? Well, based on the last couple seasons, you know, teams are chasing Cardiff, and that's that 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 is what it is. I think they've been in the five of the last six finals of the, the major trophies, so that's the 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 team that we have to beat. They've kept the main core, and they've added a first line again, and they've been able to do that for the last few years. Um, they've got a good culture there, and they, they they know how to win now. So that's that's the team that we have to beat. But teams have put great rosters together this year, and every team has. Like I think there's generally improvement year upon year over the last three or four years uh, so you're going to get the wild cards that are going to compete I think Manchester um, would not a lot of people would have predicted that Manchester Fife would have been where they were uh, you know fighting for title with like a month to go in the season and there'll probably be another team like that you know Guildford had a good core of fast skilled players that they've added to and done well obviously the regulars the, the, the Nottingham the Sheffield some big turnover in both those teams so you won't know. They've obviously done well in, in the preseason games, and I'm sure that they're going to be uh, a tough team to go up against. But, you know, I do like our roster. Uh, that's we, 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 that's 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 why we built it this year, and I think that the, the Belfast Giants' goal will always be to win trophies, but I think the focus needs to be, uh, you know, starting strong and getting better throughout the course of the season. You know, like if, if guys buy into what Adam is preaching, and he's, he's, a, he's a great coach, he's a great leader, like he's he's got you know the the he's got what we wanted out of a coach anyways and if they buy into that and and they they play for each other and follow that process that adam talks about i think the wins will come you know and there's going to be games that you 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 follow that process and 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 you lose but if you're continuing to do it and you're doing the 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 right things and playing the right way i think everybody's going to be happy at the end of the season here in belfast coach one of the one of the i suppose process points last season was you know no selfish penalties, and I guess at times we were maybe guilty of of losing our discipline at times. And I was reading through the um, the new IHF rulebook this season. There's a few few new little tweaks to it. Paddy was saying Darnell, you know, calling this late hit one, just maybe a bit of an objective call. You know, is is this something the referees are going to sit down with coaches and players before the season and talk about how we're going to perform this season? Yeah, I mean that that is the plan, and that's why I think the league has has brought on Mike Hicks there um, to 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 have better communication with uh, the referees, Tom Darnell, and, and and the coaches. It's a process, you know, like things things won't change overnight. But we have a goal within the league to 
improve the standard of play and improve the standard of refing. Um, and I mean, it was a clear change last year when I think the DOPS uh, made the change to who was running it. And, and that's the landscape we live in now. And, and as a team, we can't afford to take those selfish penalties, um, whether it's through uh, your mouth or through something you do on the ice, because in, in general, this, this league is decided by a point or two. And we lost a lot of games last year, lost a lot of points as a result of those silly mistakes, you know. And we took that into account when, when, when we built this team, you know, over the summer. Like, we, we wanted that high compete level, and we love that. You know, we love the fact that guys care and, and are committed to trying to win on the ice. But, you know, you, the, those things, you know what's going to happen. You know what they're calling now, and, and for us, it's inexcusable. So we just got to find a way to deal with it and, and park that side of it, focus on what we can control. And uh, I think that's just going out and playing the way that, that, that we can. We're going to get penalties, and we're probably going to get penalties that we don't think we deserve as penalties. Go kill them and get back uh, and stay focused on the game. That's it. And Steve, if you don't mind, I want to look at the just the roster again. It's been such an exciting offseason, and most of the chat, quite rightly, has been around the new faces and, and the exciting recruitment that we're doing, not only from the top of the world in Paddy's Wire, but then right through to the, the university system. I think, though, and there's been a few other kind of takes online about this, some of the existing guys who are back again may end up being the standout players this season. And I'm looking at one Dustin Johnner. I mean, he's poised for me to be outstanding. Where do you think that the real quality is going to come in the team this year? Do you see it coming from guys that we're used to and guys that we've had here before? Obviously, Jonathan Boxel's back is one of the most experienced Brits also. Well, I think, the, I think the quality will come from the depth we have. You know, there's guys that are going to stand out uh, on day one, and it might not be the same guys that are standing out at the end of the season. You know, like the, that's one of the problems that I think is a good problem to have as a coach. He's going to have a dilemma sure. as to who to put on the ice for power play and penalty kill. And I think it's who's earned it. Like, who's going on the time is going to get the ice time. You know, the guys that are willing to stand in the shooting lanes and, and block the shots and use their speed to take away time and space are going to be on the penalty kill. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You, you touched on Dustin Joner, a guy that, you know, we had we had earmarked as a top-line center last year that really didn't get a chance to get going. And I think possibly because, you know, it, it's one of those situations, you know, at the beginning of the year, we didn't have a, really a full roster. We were a few bodies short and picked up an injury and, you know, guys play hurt and then you, you get injured and then, then you rush a guy back uh, to get back in the lineup because you're in the mix down the stretch and then you pick up another injury as a result because you weren't quite ready to come back. And I think we've, we've tried to solve that by getting a few bodies uh, in extra at the beginning of the season. So if you fall into that situation, you can give guys rest. Um, but if you were to pick one player, it's difficult. You know, I, I think that, that 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 is probably the strength of our team. I think that we've got a little bit of everything. You know, whether we have that high-end, flashy offensive player, Remains to be seen. Uh, I just think we're going we're gonna to have a lot of complete players that play the game right. Steve, just the, you're, you're talking about the roster there. Um, has Darcy Murphy asked for a bonus after bringing a couple of extra guys as mates in? <laughs> he hasn't yet. He hasn't yet. Anyways, he uh, you know, he was he, he was a guy that really opened our eyes to the whole the, the whole um, system of bringing in younger younger guys and focusing on speed. Last year, we signed him very early. Last year, we announced him late, but we signed him very early. Uh, a guy that wanted to do his MBA at an early stage in his career. And, you know, I think that was a great, great choice for him and a great choice for us. And, you know, if you treat players right, and, and uh, obviously Darcy had some fun when he, he was here last year, both on and off the ice, like when, when his buddies and, and, and friends that he's played with in the past ask him about it, um, I think 
the Giants had a fairly good reputation and, and it allowed us to get a couple of guys that, you know, we didn't think we were going to be able to get. So we're excited to see those guys and, and, you know, the, the attitudes that they've come in, come in with and the conditioning that they've come in with have been fantastic. So we're, we are, we are excited and another year of Darcy is not a bad thing either. Well, Steve, listen, we appreciate you coming on to us as a busy time leading up to launch night tomorrow or Thursday night and, uh, and the first pre-season game on, on Saturday. So we appreciate your time. Thanks very much. Well, Any time at all, guys. Thanks again for the hard work you put in. This is Adam Keith, and you're listening to the best podcast in the Elite League, A View from the Bridge. Thanks again to Thorts. Let's take a couple more interviews. Um, Simon got down to training in the pre-season training camp the last couple of days. He got to speak with Colin Shields, but first we're going to hear from Dustin Johnner. Dustin, entering your second year uh, as a Belfast Giant, I think you, when we talked earlier in the summer, you were disappointed last year because you were stuttering through the season with injuries. Um, and I have to say, you do look in great shape going into, uh, obviously coming into this training camp. Yeah, I feel, I feel good. You know, like you said, it's, it wasn't the season I wanted to have last year and, and being able to come into this year and, and spending all summer here in Belfast and being able to, you know, get my fitness back up and get, you know, the injuries behind me and, and move forward this season. And I'm looking, really looking forward to it. Quite a number of new teammates this year. Um, don't want to put you on the spot, but has anybody stood out for you? Uh, obviously, I think Dwyer coming in, he's got that speed and he's got that you know explosiveness that you notice out there. And, and I think you can't uh, best go in net there. You can't miss him, how big he is out there. I think he's going to be you know a backstop for us, and that's going to be huge. Obviously, uh, last year, uh, Challenge Cup winners. Um, disappointing for you to, to miss out on that. But again, this year, four trophies up for grabs. Um, how do you feel that uh, the team are set up and, and going forward? I think we're, we're we're built strong. We're we're I think we're bigger. I think we're you know I think we'll be a little bit more defensively strong in, in that fact. But I think we still have guys that can put the puck in the net. So I, I think you know going forward, I think we have a really good shot here. At, at, you know, re- repeating what we did and, and building off that, and hopefully getting a couple more trophies. You said you've been here all summer. Is that why the sun was shining for uh, the majority of July anyway? Yeah, everybody can thank me for that. No, <laughs> it was actually, you know, everybody said, what kind of summer are you, what are you expecting? And you don't expect much. And when I was here, it's been, you know, it was a great two months and being able to see a lot of the countryside and, and just enjoying it with my family. It was really, really good. Looking forward to this weekend's games against uh, the uh, University of Manitoba. Um, two games against them last year, you played uh, against those guys then. Uh, what sort of games are you expecting this weekend? I think we're gonna, you know, when they came in last year, we weren't sure what to expect, and, and when they came in, they were they were flying around and, and they were prepared and they were excited to be here. So I, I think, you know, we have a lot of new guys in our team, and we're gonna be feeling that same kind of energy and and, and from from us, and we're gonna be prepared. And you know, I don't think we were really prepared the way we should have been going into those games last year. And I think, you know, so far Kiefer has us focusing on you know our systems and everything right away, and, and getting all those pieces in place so that when we do play that first game, we're ready to work as a team. Second week of training camp just started here at the SSA Arena and uh, Colin Shields is taking time out from the from a, a bag scale at the end of the practice. Um, how did last week go, uh, first week into Donald and obviously moving down into the arena um, to get things going for the second week? Yeah, I thought it was a really good start. I mean, everyone came in in great shape and, uh, you know, we did some testing, some fitness testing, some, some on-ice stuff as well and, you know, we conditioned a lot last week. So it was good to, to get the new guys on the ice and kind of mingle with the, with the returning guys and, uh, you know, see what the new guys are all about. But uh, everyone seems great so far, and it was it was definitely a good week at the Ice Bowl, and it's always nice to come back to the SSE here and uh, back on our home ice, and uh, you know a good practice today, workout before uh, every day we'll train before off the ice, and, and then an on ice session, and 
and keep conditioning and keep pushing it for the next couple of weeks as the games come up this weekend and then obviously an off week the week after. So, um, you know, we're looking to try and get as much as we can every day and, and just try and improve a little bit to hit the ground running for the first game. You, you know, you, you talked about obviously the week break in between the Manitoba games and then the league starting or the, the Challenge Cup starting. Would you, as a player, would you rather be playing games or would you rather be resting your body preparing for the big season coming ahead? I think if I was 21, maybe playing games, but uh, no, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal for us not to be playing games. I think it's good. There's going to be so many games this year um, with the extended schedule and uh, you know the Continental Cup and and uh, a lot of three and three games this week, games this year. So um, I think it's good for us to have a little weekend, you know, break there. But we'll still be training hard. We'll still be working out and skating. And and uh, you know, as I said, it's, it's not it's not a bad thing to be you know hit the season uh, first game running and, and be well rested. How's all of you guys settling in? Is anybody standing out for you without putting you on the spot? <laughs> oh no, they all look great. I mean, I think we have a little bit different makeup from our team last year. We have a good, big, strong decor again, and some guys that can really shift up front. So, um, you know, a lot of you guys are looking fast, looking in great shape, and young as well. So, um, it's, it's just as Boxy walked past. Boxy, he's not young anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, it's great to have guys like Boxy back, and obviously it feels like Garside and. And Murph weren't around much last year on the ice, and it's good to have them back involved too. And then obviously bringing in uh, young guys like Swindlehurst and Lewis Hook is is massive for us as well. You know, to kind of increase on our our Brit core, and uh, you know have Toy back involved as well, and and you know just to have the extra bodies, I think is is massive this year with all the extra games. And you saw the injuries we had last year, and a lot of kind of freak injuries. And you know, hopefully this year we'll uh, you know be a little bit luckier in that department. But as I said, it's good to have extra bodies coming into uh, a season where four trophies are up for grabs what's your expectations oh i mean every time you get on the ice every time you you know you start a season you're always trying to put yourself in contention for for every trophy available and um you know but it's a long year this year we got to try and manage ourselves manage our bodies and and as i say just try and you know get the most out of every game we can whether it's one point where it's two points it's, it's everything we got to make sure you you don't let any leads slip away or or uh you know you can claw back if you're down in the game and, and get an extra point you know every point's massive and um you know last year we had a lot of new guys and maybe didn't at some points realize how important the league was until maybe about halfway through till it was too late and then you know we were obviously at a great year winning the challenge cup there but i think as far as the league goes it's a battle it's a grind and you just got to try and as i said focus as, as well as you can for the for the maximum part of those many games thanks to sheds and to jonah for that um Quite a few things have happened in the interim, as I said, but last time we had a podcast and today. Quickly, we'll have a look at a few of them. The first up I want to look at is the fixture list came out and it was punctuated once again by quite a long streak of away games through November into December, Joel. Yeah, and I mean, it's. Uh, I guess you just have to... Uh to take it on the chin you know it's uh, if we had our choice as fans you would want it well spread out uh, and you'd want that kind of one game a week or as close to it as possible but it's the nature of being an arena team and, and the arena is a business that has to make money I, I get that um, we, we, we should be grateful I guess for what we have um, without sounding like I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid you know um, it's uh it's maybe a blessing in disguise the way our preseason is, is, is lined out. There have been a few kind of uh, detractors on, on Twitter or, or whatever that are saying, you know, there's Cardiff playing six preseason games, Sheffield playing four. How come we only have two? Um, we get the, the Manitoba games out of the way, and there's almost a two-week gap there um, where we don't have to be at game pace, but we can be in recovery and conditioning and whatever else. Uh, I think we're, we're as set up as possible or as, as we possibly could be to take on that long road stint. And then obviously on, on the flip side of Christmas, um, it gets 
crazy again. I mean, as a fan, you obviously have the Continental Cup coming and you also have the Friendship Four. So there's still plenty of hockey coming in, in the early going. Um, but it's, it's just one of those things, unfortunately. I think that's it, Davey. You know, we spoke about the potential for so many games and with the Continental Cup and the playoffs and the Challenge Cup and the new format back to being a normal league structure. The long, the long road streak again does look that little bit longer. You know, we talked about this last season. I don't want to go over old ground again. Uh, I can hear Andy, you know, smacking his keyboard here as we as we talk about it. You know, it's 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 all about being in position. We, we I, I was really disappointed with the turn of last season because we put ourselves in position on New Year's Day. We did the challenge for the league. We kind of took our foot totally off the gas when we qualified for the Challenge Cup final. It was just like we just threw all our eggs into one basket. We gave up in the league. Now we ran into disciplinary problems. We ran into a lot of injuries, and you know they're 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 reasons rather than excuses. But you know we we kind of mailed in towards the end of the season. I think this team, younger, faster, stronger, bigger, they're going to have to buy into the disciplinary process a lot better this season. I don't think we'll we'll allow it to, to go. The, as many ten-minute misconducts as we took last season, I can I will put money on with anyone who wants to take it now. We'll take less misconducts this season than we took last season. But you know, I just think that strangely, the clan will have more <laughs> <laughs> potentially. Um, you know, but um, we've just got to get into position. That that long road road swing again can be it can be it can have a galvanizing effect. The last time you know we went on. The big big road swing was it was Paul Eady's season was the first time we had it and you know it really really worked out well for us we came back at Christmas with the league nearly won I don't think that's going to be the case this season I think there's much more parity around the top end of the league but we just have to accept it's a bit like what Joel said it is what it is um, we accept I, I wouldn't be a fan of it I think all players if they had the the choice would want to be playing one game at home, one game away per weekend, or maybe a weekend at home, weekend away, or whatever. But it's just not the way it's working out for us. So we have to look on how, how do we take the positive out of this? You know, we have to work really extra hard now, as Joel says, get our conditioning right, get our rest right, be prepared for that long road swing, get ourselves in position, hopefully at the top end and in the, in the touching distance at the top end of the table. Then we've got our home comforts and, and, and the challenges that that brings as well without taking the foot off gas, not getting too comfortable, as I think we did at the you know, at the tail end of the last season, maybe just being at home too much just just allowed us to take the foot off the gas a wee bit too much. But I think this team, the way we're building it with a wee bit of depth and the, the potential, if you're not really putting it out there every night, you're not going to be in the team. So, and and as Simon has also elo- eloquently put about the GB thing coming up, the, the the World Champs coming up at the end of the season. This is a season where everyone's going to have to be tip top on the top of their game all season long. I think it also comes back to the depth that we were talking about earlier on with regards to the team and having that depth in the side. What are the other things? Even, you know, with with British depth as well this season, you know, in having Matty to bite, we've got British depth, we're going to have import depth, and we've got the depth between the pipes with the import goalie as well this season, which I think that tandem of Murph and Besco is going to be very interesting how we play that out. One of the other things that came out of the fixture list, Simon, on a couple of days after, and we covered it on the Kingdom of Jazz website with a great interview that Davey did with Aaron Murphy, is the fact that we talked on the last podcast about the potential that this season has regards to public profile and the fact that we needed a TV deal. There is a TV deal now. Free sports will be covering around 17 live games this year. That's, That's a step forward. 
all know everybody listens to what's being said on ABF TV. That's it. <laughs> you know, we mentioned it the last time, a couple of days later, they get a TV date done. It's long overdue. Um, you know, the boys at uh, Free Sports, uh, you know, the, 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 I've actually, I don't know if you watch the channel. I think it's great. It is, you know, yeah. Some really good, uh, really good programs on it. And obviously with the AHL being added to it, I think it's great as well. And we all know Murph's going to do a brilliant job and, and uh, Paul Eddy is going to be there as well, no doubt. But look, long overdue with the success that the team GB have had over the last couple of years, that's definitely helped. Um, but uh, the, the elite league bosses have, have done the right thing here, in my opinion, and uh, and got it on on TV. And, and, and certain games are you no, know, there's not all teams have webcast available. Um, so it'll be good to see. Hopefully, I actually haven't looked many games. The Giants are going to be on. I haven't even. I know there's, there's one four, game. I know there's one home game in, in October that we're not doing because the way I was put to me was, oh, you're getting the night off. Brilliant. That's something not talk to anybody during that hockey match. <laughs> so um, great great job and, and long, long overdue. I think, David, you spoke to Aaron Murphy in the interview and his enthusiasm. It, it can't be denied. Murph has, you know, championed the cause of the Elite League from the, you know, from the first game he broke into it. He, you know, he's got a passion for the for the game in this country. He's been here an awful long time now, and he's he's really knocked doors and knocked heads at time to try and make people see sense and see that this is a product that translates well on the TV. And you know, let's get the deal done. Let's see what happens instead of having another season with no coverage and little or no sponsorship coming in again. Let's get it out there. Let's roll the dice. See what happens. And is there a better man in British television than than Aaron Murphy for doing that? Moving on, one quick note is the fact that the Elite League made a move to install Mike Hicks as the head of hockey operations for the whole of the league. He seems to have an umbrella to just more or less like the refereeing and game decisions overall. Joel, what's your thoughts on this role? It's very, very easy to have the knee-jerk reaction here because of the name, right? Uh, and that's, a, I think, a little bit about what happened whenever it was first announced. Uh, you can't have it both ways as a fan. You know, the, the Elite League fandom has never done gurning about the way the league's structured, the way it goes about its business. This is a proactive move to install someone who's going to oversee media, uh, absolutely anything and everything as, as an operations director. Um, he'll be talking to general managers. He'll be liaison with the EIHL board. He'll be doing coach inquiries um, yeah, right through to the officiating program, which we know he's been heavily involved in for, for most of his long career. Um, I think it's one of those things that you need to see it in action and you need to, to let him bed in and do his thing before you form an opinion. It would be very short-sighted and uh, it's just downright silly, to be honest, to, to rubbish it straight away because he's blown some calls or he's done some stuff that you're not happy about because you support one team and not all the others. You can't take his at your perception of him as a referee and move it into this new role. He's been working hard at it. He's had experience with other tournaments and other leagues already. I say we let it happen and we see we see where it goes. And, and I applaud the, the Elite League for proactively doing something and listening to those concerns. Yeah. Let's say that's one way of looking at it. Um, that's more cynical way of looking at it is... Uh, in fact, no, I agree with you on a, on a number of points there. And I think that is a move that the Elite League had to make going forward. You know, you have to have not autonomy. There's not going to be autonomy because you've got now 11, well, no, not 11, 10, 10 people. Yeah, 10 people around that board because obviously Neil Black owns 
two seats, but you've got 10 people around that board, you know, who are making commercial decisions for their own benefit. So says, you know, if Mike Hicks steps forward and says, well, actually, I'm the director of hockey operations and I'm going to do something that's going to put a couple of your noses out of joint. How do you think that's going to be received around the boardroom? Um, I think the first time he puts Neil Black's nose out of joint, he'll probably lose his job. Think so? I mean, I, I to say to be honest, I I've had a good think about um, having a go at referees. There's a no, <laughs> no way. Usually the the uh, Davies usually the back and the person backing them up, and I'm usually the one knocking them down. So this season, I'm going to go well. I would, I would say I would start the season off by not having a go at them. Um. And I'm hoping that's going to last a while. But we'll wait and see how it pans out. However, you know, Hexie's been around the game a long, long time. He's, he's refereed um, uh, in international tournaments. He's refereed in Denmark, isn't it? Um, yep. He was doing a few bits and pieces. So wish him all the best. Uh, it's going to be a tough, tough job to, to um, get everything going in the right direction, trying to have everybody pulling in the right direction. Um, uh, and everybody put in the same direction, I should say. But uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough, tough job for him. Um, Hexy, you know, he's been, as I say, he's been about the league for a long, long time. It's never an easy job doing the referee. And and and, uh, and is he is he actually taking a is he taking the stop doing refereeing as well, or is it concentrating on, on this role, or, or is that been a nice shift? He's he's said, I think, on Twitter that he's, it's likely he's hanging the skates up. Again, you're losing one of the the most, if not probably the most experienced referee that you have yeah. in the league. So you know that that's that's a that's a negative, in my opinion. You know, I thought to be honest, I thought the last couple of years he's been pretty decent. Um, well, if you're if you're uh, if, if you are Mike Hicks the, and you uh, have given up, so if you are Mike Hicks and you are giving up your role as referee and you are taking on on that job, says. What's your first action? What is the first thing you're going to do with regards to the league in that role? That's a really tough question. I know. I, re- I honestly don't know where to start. You know, the, obviously he's got round the board and, and the, the guys in the in the boardroom are, have made the decision to bring him on board. The, the, the officiating, everybody, you know, has bad calls against them. Everybody has good calls or maybe a bit of luck on their way throughout the season. And maybe it's probably even itself up throughout the year. But, you know, the officials the officials in, in the IHL is definitely one thing that we always go on about that needs improving. I think, it, you know, Davey sent me a, a link earlier on to the new rules that have been, um, been brought out this year. Uh, and I've obviously got to have a look at them for for the league starting or the Challenge Cup starting in, in three weeks' time. So um, you know I'll have to have a look around and see that. And the elite league have got to putting things in mid-season, so it's good to see that they're bringing stuff out and putting uh, putting the rules out. This is the changes that are being made at the start of the season, so everybody can get used to them and and get them in their head. It's like last night, Paddy, you sent us a message last night. Um, saying a call that, that uh, Tom Darnell had made, I yeah. never heard of. Yeah, it was it was announced as delayed hit in Aldringham. It was uh, I think it should have been late hit, but it was uh, yeah. There were a few of us stood at the back and uh, of the block, and the signal I just didn't recognise. It was like, well, what on earth is this supposed to be? And uh, and then it was announced as delayed hit. 
it's one of the it's it is one of the new ones. Actually, I'll come to you, Davy. You know, you've had a wee look at this as well. And maybe that question with regards to Mike Hicks and the approach that he would take to the Elite League. I think what Hicksiel want to do straight away is make sure everyone's playing on the on the same playing field, if you like, on the same ice rink. He's going to want to make sure that the the video replays, the you know the goal line camera, all that technology is in place and ready to go, and not one team's not you know Edinburgh isn't here anymore, but one team isn't going to have it and one team not and you know so those kind of things he's going to want the you know just from a statistical point of view someone that's interested in that he's going to want the same information coming in from from each team they want people they want buy-in from everyone around the league and what he's got a new broom sweeps clean he's going to come in there with a bit of energy he's going to come in with new ideas he's obviously going to have to put a lot of them past the board and get some through which is uh, going to be tricky enough in itself but you know you can only you can only wish him well and, and hope that it, it makes a few changes around the league because it is a really good product and it's something that we're we're obviously proud of, fiercely proud of, because we will managed to sit here and talk about it for a while and we we'll talk about it every day. And we know from talking to a few of these stripey guys that we know are they're excited, they're training for the new season, they've done their refereeing, you know, seminars and the, the courses and the fitness tests over the last number of weeks, and they're they're raring to go. They're, you know, it, it's a long off season for them as well. They they want to get going again and get the whistle out, and as you say. Few changes to the rules out there. Well, we'll we'll tweet them up. They're they're on the internet if you want to go and get them. Double IHF website. You know, few things um, that that stick out. You you can't direct a, a puck in with your your blade anymore. You know, it, there's the direct kicking motion has been taken out of that rule. So it's just mm-hmm. if you direct a puck in with your your skate, it's a no goal. So you know that's one of those we could get on the video a whole lot this season. Um, as you said, the late hit, that's objective. You know, the, yeah. the referees haven't spoke to the coaches and the players yet about that one, certainly in Belfast. So, you know, we'll... Well, the incident of last it. night was interesting because I didn't see it as a late hit. It was a bit of a, a coming together between two or three players, actually, and Darnell called it as a late hit. I'd, la- I'd like to see the video of it again to see exactly why he called it. But, yeah, like you say, it's very objective. Well, it's objective in so much as players are have been trained. These these Canadian guys coming over here have been trained since they could walk to finish their hits, finish their checks, and and they're they're doing it now. And I don't know whether it's going to be a, you know, a referee's going to give a one, two, three, or whatever in his head, and if the head isn't made, it, that's a late hit. You know, injury is irrelevant now. They're going to let me just give you the, the, the very the um the the major rule change is the deletion of injury criteria for a penalty. So. It's been re- replaced with the word in recklessly endangered. And this basically means that um, the referee will penalise the action rather than the outcome. So it's irrelevant if the player gets hurt or not. If it's a bad hit, it's a bad hit. So um, that, that that's one that, that is good. And, you know, Hexie, we wish him well. As Simon says, it's, 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 it'll be a shame. Um, believe, believe it or not, I do feel it'll be a shame if he's not out there with the armbands on because, you know, you can't buy experience. You can't teach experience. You can only go and get it and... If you've got it, it's, it's great to be able to use it. We'll see and it's also it's one less guy I can have a go at. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. No, I'll, I'll joke it aside. No, I mean, as I say, I think he's been one of the better ones in the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's well documented that I think we all had a bit of a go with Tom Darnell last year. Tom Darnell, in my opinion, over the last seven, eight, maybe nine years, has been the best um, in the league. Uh, last year, I thought he, he missed a few things and uh, that he normally wouldn't have. Um, so hopefully he's back to, to being um, the Tom Darnell of old as well. So wait and see how it pans out. Wish him all the best well, of luck um, on all the officials this year. Hopefully 
they do a good job for all the teams. As Simon says there, yes, good luck to all the officials. I suppose as the defender of the zebras, as I as I mostly am, if it is the if it is the end for for Michael Hicks, I guess from a view from the bridge, from Belfast Giants fans, from I suppose fans, we we have to thank him for for the service. I know he's getting paid for it and all, but it's it's not a job really anybody wants to do. You know, everybody grows up to want to play the game, they don't want to be the referees, and he stuck his head out there. He went in between some big guys there when they've been when they've been brawling. He's done his. You know, every time he's went out there, he's went out there to do as good and honest job as he can. So I guess as fans of the of the league and the sport, you know, we'll have to thank him for his, his great service to the British ice hockey over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, next point on my agenda is one I'm going to come back to you on, Davey, because you, you wrote the article for uh, Kingdom of the Giants. You spoke to these guys. It is the, well, on retirement, the reinstatement of number 27 on the back of a Belfast Giants shirt. Uh, Kellen McFall will wear 27. He requested to do so in tribute to his friend Troy Gasper, who sadly was involved in an accident not that long ago. Um, the, the Giants quietly, I think, just inquired and went about their business and spoke to Paxton Schulday, who who was very magnanimous and very generous in his belief that, that that this was okay by him and the Giants have agreed to it. Isn't it terribly sad um, that it had to come about? I get, I get a little bit emotional thinking about this and talking about it. You know, I talked to Paxton offline and I talked to him, obviously, when we were with Kendall and we are talking about Troy Gasper and that. And you'd hear the emotion in Paxton's voice and what Belfast still means to him and, he lives and breathes Belfast every day. I've no doubt about that, and he's really, really looking forward to getting back up amongst people that he kind of wishes he still lived amongst. I'm sure, and you know, unfortunately, Troy and his wife and, and young family were tragically killed in a, in a car wreck. And you know, another guy from the Humboldt region there, he played for the Broncos, and as I say, he wore 27, and Kendall wanted to wanted to give it one more go out for him. And, and as you say, Paxton was magnanimous enough. That he says, you know. Any friend or family of the Belfast Giants is a is a friend or family of mine, and you know let twenty seven come down out of the rafters there and, and, and skate around. I wasn't sure how I felt that, about it, Paddy, yeah. to be honest. But uh, you know, after, after speaking to Paxton and speaking to Kendall, and you know the emotion and and what that's going to bring, you know, it was Paxton's decision at the end of the day, and you, you have to respect that. And you know, it's it's just one that I wish wasn't happened to be made for for Troy and his family and. And his friends, but it is, and you know, it's it's going to be strange seeing that very iconic number back out in the ice again. Simon, as a, as a former player, you know what it means. Not, not, I don't know if you had your number sixteen retired anywhere. Is it hanging from the rafters as an adult? But, but you, you know, I think it's in Billy's bedroom. <laughs> I don't need to know that. The, uh, but the <laughs> the the fact that that Paxton has, has has stood up and said yes, go for it. it it's a, it's a massive thing, not just for the Giants, but for Shilty himself. Absolutely, and you know, look, we all know what we think of Paxton from uh, you know back in. Uh, when he played in Belfast, scored the first goal in the first fight, and you know he was just absolutely awesome for us. And um, I think it's a fantastic gesture, but that it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that he said no problem. Um, and you know it, it's a brilliant gesture from uh, Kendall as well. I, I, came, I went into the rink, I went into the SSE. Um, I came back from all events Saturday, went into the SSE on on Monday morning. Honest, I sort of forgot about it. And I'm sitting looking through my notes of because 
trying to get everything and remember numbers and remember names for this weekend for Jan's TV. Coming out with a helmet, I'm sitting going, who's that? <laughs> and it, it literally was that. I'm going, what? And then I just remembered that obviously Kendall McFall and and, uh, and the story that Davey's just reiterated to. And it's a lovely gesture coming from a um, from a player who's just coming into Belfast and um, and, and obviously, as I say, big Paxton saying no problem. It doesn't surprise me. That's just the type of, of Paxton and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him when he comes over to Belfast again. I know Davies, uh, you know, started the the uh, the wall. Um, um, very aptly named because he was a wall for us, but it's, uh, you know, I think it's brilliant. And Davy, does, I have to say thanks very much for that because I'm really looking forward to seeing the big man when he comes back again. Do you know, I, I took a few pelters by private message for people that thought it was cheapening the um the, the whole the, the cheapening the whole thing of of kendall and, and, and paxton doing the, the jersey on retirement if you like but when you look at the, i've got a picture of the final wall and you see how many dozens and dozens and dozens maybe hundreds i can't remember the exact number on it that all put their hands in their pockets to help paxton come back it, 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 it warms the cockles you know it gives you a it's, it shows you how highly regarded he is, and I've I've people that have thrown me money lately. Going, don't worry about sticking my name on the wall. I just want to make sure I I was part of Paxton coming back. People want to be part of it, and I didn't mean it. And so the people, the haters are going to hate, you know. The the, the people that I annoyed with that, it wasn't. It was just something me and Simon dreamt up one day when, when we were chewing the fat when as we do on the phone some days, and it was just an idea we threw out there and. It took. It was like two days, three days, something like that. Yeah. It wasn't something I chased for weeks, and the, and the money was there to bring him over. And he's going to be able to come this season sometime in Simon just to work out exactly with him when it's going to suit with, with working stuff. And he's going to be able to come and hopefully take in a few games. And he is going to love being here as much as we love having him. Joe, I'm going to come. Do, sorry, sorry, Paddy. This is nothing to do with me, Timmy. It's all yours, mate. You've, you know, there's no point in spreading the love around. It's, it's all you're doing. It's, and what you're doing for him? Typical Danny, and he just tries to pile on off the other people. The- Simon, and, Simon and me, Simon and me came up with the idea. Okay, I drove the fundraising, but it was Simon and me came up with the idea. I guess so. All right, you- we've, all, we've all talked about Paxton, and you know, it's all about you know, Debbie speaks to Paxton, you know, on a uh, whenever he possibly can, and, and, and getting obviously the time difference and stuff like that as well, um, and. You know, just the way I listened to Davey and, and the way he has the uh, relationship with Paxton. Um, you know, I know I can sort of guess what sort of time he's having out in, in North America or Canada. So um, if we can help to, uh, you know, to show us, uh, hopefully we can show his appreciation as well to the Paxton Shield Day again. Um, when he comes into Belfast, it's something I'm looking forward to doing. That's, that's the main thing for me, says... Joel knows all about, you know, uh, I know about it. A, a lot of people in Belfast know how hard it can be sometimes. Packer ain't having it easy at the minute. And this is just a little jazzer from us, you know. Get over here. Feel the love, big man. You're still really fondly. Your number, whether it's on the ice or not, your number hangs from that rafters and it'll hang there forever for what you did for this city at the start, what you continue to do, what an iconic name you are and what a great guy you are. You it's know, neat. come on over, come on over, mate. It's a name that's still synonymous with the Belfast Giants. It's a name if you, anybody who maybe doesn't even follow the Giants, who remembers the Giants back then, still wouldn't recognise that name. Joel, turn to yourself with regards to it. Of course, we, the three of us were quite lucky to have spent a lot of time watching Paxton Shield Day back then. You weren't really 
involved with the Giants back then, so maybe weren't as engaged with Schulte. But your your recognition still there? Well, yeah, that's it. And I've actually enjoyed just sitting back and, and listening to you guys talk, and I, and I can hear the passion in your voices. You know, um, the I, I get to come uh, to this from a sort of unique angle in that, yes, I was taken to games as a younger lad by, by my dad, and, and, and I've seen Paxton play, but I, I definitely wasn't all in the way you guys would have been. I didn't have hockey on my radar the same way, um, and I am a, a few kind of years younger than you boys, but the, the thing is, <laughs> nice. I, I, yeah, I, I slipped, <laughs> slipped, slipped that one in, that felt good, uh, but the the thing oh, is, yeah. that you... I'll cut that one. <laughs> Three, two. <laughs> uh, the wall that, that that went up on Facebook and on Twitter and, and everywhere. Um, the the fantastic thing for me is that I'm seeing people on that wall like me, people that I know weren't around back then, and that speaks volumes about Paxton's impact on the Giants and lasting legacy. They may not know him personally, they may not have watched him skate on the on the Odyssey or the SSE Ice, but his uh, his mindset, his passion, how much he loved the club, and how much he shaped the fabric of the club still exists today. And that's why people are coming out of the woodwork to to add their gesture, even though they don't have that personal relationship. And even if I just turn quickly, just to to um, the, the actual gesture of obviously handing is, is number 27 to, to Kendall McFall. Um, I think the biggest compliment I could pay Paxton is that this is nothing to do with him. That 27 on Kendall's back is nothing to do with him. And he would be the first person to say that. Uh, and that just to me says everything. He is always a club first guy. He always has been and he always will be. And I can't wait to shake the man's hand when he's in Belfast. Yep. Looking forward to seeing him and I think it's also spurred another conversation that we had in our WhatsApp in regards to jersey numbers and retirements and maybe something that we'll discuss at another time. Let's move on, gents, and quickly look at the games that are going to take place this weekend. Uh, pre-season and the return of the Belfast Giants. This all-new look to the Belfast Giants and uh, Adam Keefe in his second season as head coach. Returning to take on the Giants are the Manitoba Bisons, they'll be on the Giants on Saturday night at 7pm at the SSC Arena and on Sunday at 4pm. I had the opportunity last night to go and see them take on the Manchester Storm. They lost that game 4-3 with the Storm scoring just in the dying minutes. But what I took from it is the fact that they're still a young, hungry side that aren't going to be bullied. I know the Storm tried to up the physicality in the third period and, and the, the the bison's pushed back. You think these are young lads? You know, it's a university team that are that are striving at youth sports, and and they were pushing back against uh, relatively seasoned pros in the storm. Um, one name that did stick out, and one one for people to look out for is twenty eight, uh, Stoven, their captain. He looked fab. But um, says the Giants struggled with the bison's bison's last uh, season. I think they underestimated them. Think so. I genuinely do. Um, I thought that, you know, obviously, you know, it was the first couple of games and um, the guys coming into Belfast, I just think I just think they, they sort of thought they just had to run through the mill. And um, you could see that, you know, we put we put a, a lot more effort into the Sunday game. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys again. I think Stoven was here last year, Paddy. I'm not 100% sure, but I think he was here last year. There were a few, there were a few names I thought I recognised, like Stoven and Zajac, and, and so that, that I'm sure were part sure. of the setup last year. But yeah. uh, Stoven yeah. was excellent. And whoever their goalie was, the first, they, they, changed their, they changed their goalie on the 30-minute mark. But I didn't get the name of the first guy. He was a lot better than the second guy. But they were, they were a feisty team. Davey, you expect that from these lads? 
big units all want a roster spot as well, and this is an opportunity for them to, you know, to impress their coaching staff and all the conditioning staff and stuff that will follow that team around, and they'll have family and friends as well on this trip that they're they'll, they'll be traveling alongside with as well, and so it's an opportunity for them to, to put themselves in the frame for for what's going to be a long, hard season for them as well. And I don't think we'll underestimate them this season. At the same time, it's our first game, you know, and, and they are exhibition games. You, what you want to do out of these two games is come out whole. You don't want to come out with any injuries. You want to get the minutes. You want to start taking the body again. Simon will, you know, you know, attest to that. You need to learn how to take a hit and make a hit again when you've had all summer off and you haven't really been taking too much contact you, Learn, learn what it feels like again to be sore after a game and, and how to start recovering. So, you know, well, they're, they're all the things that we'll take the positives out of the weekend. The result isn't all crucial. Of course, it's very nice to win and, and get that momentum starting to build up and the confidence of goal scoring and assists and, and doing all the little things, diving down, blocking shots by your face like Kiefer would do. So, you know, it's important that we, we try our very best to start well, but the, the result really isn't all that crucial. How much are you looking forward to getting back into that ring, Joe? Absolutely cannot wait. Uh, I've said it over and over again, like a stuck record. I, it's been the most exciting off-season, and I'm normally the first guy to say, look, everybody, go outside, have a life. It's summer. The rink's going to be there when you're ready. But this year, I just got hooked so early on. It's been it's been drama from wall to wall. I just cannot wait. Um, it's an interesting dynamic heading into this weekend just because of the makeup of the team. You know, um, Adam Keefe said himself, uh, and the fans who were at the, the launch of the New Giants store uh, during last week there would have heard him say that it isn't about the scoreboard. It's about obviously getting the guys gelling, seeing the systems come together. But you've got a, a team there comprised of, first of all, guys that are not long out of college, and they're going to want to prove that they are past that stage and that they've advanced and that they're now club pros. And then on the flip side, you've got guys with uh, mammoth NHL experience who quite simply just won't want to be shown up. So yes, it's not about the scoreboard, but there are a lot of guys, a lot of extremely competitive guys, and, and you don't need to talk about the competitive level of, of any pro hockey player. It's just, it's ingrained in them. Uh, those boys will be out there to make an impact. And obviously remember, we're carrying at least one import spare at the minute, possibly two, who knows in the future. And guys will want to cement their spot. They don't want to be at the bottom of the depth. What's going to be interesting as well is the fact that these guys are going to come in with two games under their belt. They'll play five on Thursday night and then they'll come in to face us on Saturday and Sunday. So they'll be well gelled, they'll be they'll settled and they'll be ready and round to go. As I say, those games at the SSE Arena, Saturday 7pm and Sunday at 4pm if you can't get down to them. Mr Kitchen, you're back behind the mic, aren't you? I'm looking forward to it. Um, I just agree with what Joel was saying there about the uh, you know, looking forward to getting the season up and running. And, um, you know, it has been a long summer. It really has. And normally, as soon as the season's over, I mean, yeah, I was out playing a lot of golf during the summer and uh, handicap certainly didn't help. But, um, you know, <laughs> all it is as well. But, yeah, really looking forward to getting going again Saturday night. We're on Chance TV, uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I got, like I say, I got that hockey game last night. And it feels weird going to a hockey game in August. But uh, I was in a pair of shorts because it was actually quite a mild evening in, in, in Manchester. And a bit of fog on the ice because it was that mild within the, uh, with, within the drizzle dome. But uh, it, was, uh, it was good to get back and get that under the belt. But uh, no, looking forward to it. Right, gents? Any other business? I'm going to start with one myself, if that's all right with you. Um, I 
don't think, I hope it's not a skipped notice of many of you that the Kingdom of the Giants website is back up and running. We've had a few years now where it was been in some desperate need of some reinvigoration, a bit of a redesign and, and maybe get us started again. And it's been great. We've, we've had some wonderful, wonderful pieces from everybody, from, from Davey, from, from, from Joel and people who have been sending in their thoughts about the season to come, their, their memories. And we've got, We've got a lineup of about two or three more that are going to be coming over the next couple of weeks. Keep them coming in. If you'd like to write for anything in regards to hockey for the Kingdom of the Giants website, just send it into articles at kingdomofthegiants.com. We're, we're more than happy. We want this to be a website as for the fans, by the fans, if we can put it that way. It is the home of a view from the bridge, and this is the official podcast of the Elite League. Of the Elite League? Whoa, I've stacked nice. that one up, haven't I? Promotion. Of the Belfast Giants. And, uh, but the Kingdom of the Giants website, we want it to be more of a one for you fans. And, and I don't know about you boys, or you says, I know you've tweeted a little bit about it, but some of the articles we've had in the last week or two have been fantastic. Obviously, isn't it Red Beard, Dave, uh, and then the two Stevies have put their articles in, and then obviously I know Joe's going to touch on his in a minute. But the one he did today was brilliant, uh, and then obviously Davey did one. I, I just the guys, there's no point in asking me to do it. I can't write, um, <laughs> but uh, I've no pen. Um, but, hey, <laughs> play it, play it, play it, play it, play it, play it. <laughs> I didn't even have it lined up. You, you pulled that out. Oh, of man. I've lost my pen. I've lost my pen. <laughs> Don't do that again. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it's brilliant. I really do. And obviously, you know, because it pops up on your Twitter and your Facebook and, and bits and pieces as well, it's, um, you know, you've done a great job getting that up and running again. Um, but uh, again, I absolutely agree with you. Paddy, I'm looking forward to seeing more thoughts of. It doesn't have to be a, a new fan. It doesn't have to be guys who've you know maybe been here for a couple of years. Have you been here for eighteen or nineteen years? Even send us your stories of what you think about the first season if you were here. Um, you know about Paxton and about those players that Jason Ruff, which you know it's, I still think you're you're going to go. Uh, I'd argue with anybody that, that for me Jason Ruff's been the best giant that's ever played. Um, but uh, you know, give us your thoughts on it. That's here. You know, where we as as AVFTB in the Kingdom of the Giants. We want to hear from you. We're not like all these other websites and, and from different teams around the league. We want our fans and want our uh, the Belfast Giants fans to be part of the show. And, and uh, come on ahead, give us a here, here, Davy. You, you wrote for the the Old Kingdom of the Giants website on quite a few occasions, and and you've been doing some great work with regards to the bouties and, and and stuff like that. But some of the stuff's coming in has been great. It's great. The, the one thing you said there, Paddy, you know, about for, by the fans, for the fans, that's what this podcast has always been. That's mm-hmm. what Kingdom of Giants always was because it was a forum and it was an open book for people to come on and spill their guts as to what they want to say. And that's what we're telling you now. If you have something you want to say and you can say it in a, in a manner that we can put out to the people, get it to us. We've got, <laughs> we've got another one. We've got another one there today and, you know, it'll, yeah. it'll go up during the week. They're coming in thick and fast. That's what we want from you. This, this is your platform, people. Come and say what you want to say. If you've got criticisms to make, make them and we'll get them out there. That's what we're here for. Can we get that George Wadawan back on? People at all, yes, I'm going to get the George. What's that says? Precise people on here. That's our <laughs> job, mate. That's we're here. To, we're here to hold people to account as well. Yes, we'll get the George Wadawan. Oh, hard to believe. That's nearly five years ago now, Paddy. But, uh, you know, we're, we're Ruta, you put something up about George Wadawan the other day there when you were dandering through Asda and... Uh, <laughs> 
Da, 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 da. I'm I'm glad Rudy got the joke, and uh, it was um, <laughs> it was um, it brought us back to a time when we were talking about Jersey retirements. Funny, we're just talking about Pax and Salty there in a bit of a segue. That was an article I wrote. The, the curious case for George is the why George Wallace shirt isn't uh, hanging on the rafters, and and why some maybe are and his isn't. You know, so we'll we'll get that uh, get that up fired up during the week, maybe. I'm going to link this seamlessly to you, Joel, and the article that you put up there today. Obviously, you've written quite a bit, and as I said earlier on, you're one of the driving forces behind the reinvigoration and getting content on this site. Um, but today, you were down at the rink for something quite special. Yeah, it was incredible, and I guess my involvement um, is, is very minimal. Um, I, I went and did a little bit for the cookery store last week and, and chatted to the new guys that, that were in at the launch of that, and, and it was really lovely to catch up with Laura Small after a long summer. And she had mentioned that, obviously, yeah, and we don't need to, to retread old ground, but we certainly will. Laura gives up absolutely uh, just a, an unspeakable amount of time. Um, very, very selfless person who has time for a lot of the, the kids in the rink and, and people that maybe are living with disabilities, people that are going through hard times, um, and, and she gives up just so much time and effort to, to make them feel a bit special and to give them something that will get them through whatever they're going through. Um, I mean, it, it was kind of born of uh, just the fact that she was finding it so hard to split her time between so many people who have kind of gravitated towards the club and, and used it as this support network and this fantastic kind of escape from whatever they're, they're going through. So the idea was to bring everyone uh, that, that she kind of knows and works with together all in, in, in one kind of fell swoop, get them out on the ice with uh, some kind of sport adapted wheelchairs from, from Lisburn and Castlereagh Council and for the boys to kind of have a push around have a bit of crack and have a wee bit of a pickup game with them and um, so i really just wangled my way in to have a look to be honest um my wee friend ethan and his family were all there and and it was just a chance to, to come in and see what was going on and, and i had my phone with me and i thought no better time to snap some photos some videos and, and have a chat but um what can be said that hasn't already been said it, it really brought a tear to my eye this morning it was one of the most incredible things i've ever seen just to see the smiles in the faces of those kids who are, are braver than, than i will ever be and I, I freely hold my hand up and say that um just a, another example of how the, the giants are completely ingrained in the community and how they are so so much more than just a sports team or just a night out and um, it was just phenomenal david this section of the podcast often becomes the laura small appreciation section of the podcast but it's with the, it, it's fair that it does us smalls he does a heck of a job like she is what can you add to what jules already said selfless you know gets up there gets kids involved in this in this team gets people that are having a rough time and seeing somebody on on the twitter their bucket list. Somebody's dying on their bucket list to go to a Belfast Giants game. And Smallsy makes those kind of things happen on a on a daily, on a weekly basis. You know, and we're 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 blessed that we're able to flick on a computer or we're able to get ourselves down to the, the SSE arena or we're able to go to football. We're able to do whatever we want. There's people that are much, much less fortunate than us. And Smallsy makes dreams come true. So, you know, I can't speak highly enough about my what is she she's my FF, as she calls herself. <laughs> Since you were down there today, I absolutely loved it. I couldn't stay till the end because uh, I had to go and do a bit of work for the job I actually get paid for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the but I seen Blake score his goal. Um, Dylan Cocky was taking it a wee bit too seriously. He nearly hit Christine McCockley with a, a puck, uh, just missed the post by inches. But the big thing about what Joel's touched on there, all the players loved it. Yeah, yeah. All the players absolutely loved it. They were out there, you know, pushing the, the wheelchairs around and and uh, putting the the um, you know get just spend that wee bit of extra time with the kids. Obviously, uh, Big Paul Swindlers took Blake for a skate. He put the skates on. The kid can't even walk, uh, but he can skate. And you know, you've got the likes of um, 
Oh, what do you call the art kid? Uh, you know, obviously, we used him as there as well, and he loved it. But stood out was the joy that was actually on the parents' faces. Yeah. Because Laura didn't tell them what they were coming for. They just thought they were coming down to meet the players. Didn't know they were going on the ice. She got them in, sitting behind the uh, uh, the East End net, um, and literally says, do you know what you're here for? And, and Nicole... Uh, Hollywood basically said, yeah, we're here to meet and greet the players. And, and uh says, well, that's one thing. And then she told them what they were here for. And you could see the joy coming to their faces. Those that Laura, what we, we're basically waxed lyrical, as coach used to say um, about yeah. Laura Small. Can't speak highly enough about it. This girl's unique, absolutely unique. And I was sitting thinking about it when I was on my way to work this afternoon. And Giants do more as a sports team be that any other sports team in Northern Ireland, any, that includes your rugby, your football, your Gaelic, anything, more for the community in Northern Ireland than anybody else. And it's, a, it's still class as a minority sport. Crazy, isn't it? It's ridiculous. It's just, and the big thing about it is that community side is pushed by Laura and Adam. You know, I don't think we've mentioned Adam in this. You know, some of the stuff that he... I mean, he was last... The week before last, he was away. Um, I seen it on Twitter when I was sitting inside the pool in Portugal. Was he doing something to do with... Uh, was it Subway? He was starting a 5K race in Subway? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. We things like that, you know, okay, well, you know, it's just... You just maybe bypass you. But the players all... You know, you know I know during the summer, Jim Van Der Meer was down saying... Uh, Blake and he, you know, he was here. He stayed the whole summer. So did uh, Dustin John. I went away for a week's holiday. I think it was to Greece. Came back, spent the whole summer in Belfast. This is what it means. This, this team and this organisation is. There's nobody, nobody in the UK can touch us. Best organisation for hockey in the UK. And I know, this, and I know this isn't the last time that we'll speak about it. But uh, yeah, congratulations. I think it's a fantastic thing that Laura and all those guys did and the players. Wonderful thing. And if you have a look at kingdomofthegiants.com, Joel did a great did a great piece about it, some photographs, a video, a couple of interviews to find out from the guys, the parents. A really lovely piece. Uh, kingdomofthegiants.com for that. Any other business, gentlemen? I have a couple of things. Go on. Um, Beer 52 um, for getting on board and, and uh, mm-hmm. along our, uh, it'll be announced next, we'll do announce it next week the, the full aspect of their involvement but uh, coming on board with uh, AVFTV uh, this season um, you know last month we, we give the we give free beer away basically uh, costing £2.95 um, I know you had Paddy you, you basically tweeted about it you think you were the first one to get it Class. Um, and uh, <laughs> and you know, as I'm saying, you know, Kiefer, I know that uh, Colin Shields ordered it. I know Kiefer ordered it. I think Toy ordered it as well. So uh, we'll, we'll keep on trying to get things to get together. But one of the things that um, I've been tasked with this year uh, from uh, our Supremo, Patrick Smith, is to try and get <laughs> a few sponsors on board um, as uh, for the you know, for different aspects of the podcast and, and obviously the uh, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and uh, King of the Giants website. So uh, if anybody knows of any potential sponsors that might be interested in getting involved with AVFDB, drop us an email um, or tweet us. Let us know who it is. I'd go meet anybody anywhere. Let's have a chat with them. Uh, I, I feel that we can give them very good exposure. We're the number one 
podcast for ice hockey in the UK. Um, and, uh, you know, I just think we'll do a great job with it as well. I think it's just uh, certain brands out there would be absolutely ideal for us. So anybody interested at all, get in contact and we'll certainly be in touch with you. At AVFTB or podcast, podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com. Uh, anything else? Uh, can I just shout out uh, my little brother, Josh, and Emer, oh, who got yes, married absolutely. on Monday. Uh, we had a great day out in Cookstown, and, and Boomerang Corner was well represented, and I'm still trying to get over it today. So congratulations, Josh and Emer, and many happy years together. How are you feeling? Ab- ab- absolutely. would like to, to thank you for representing AVFTB, Joel. <laughs> I'm a media guy, mate. What can I do? You know, it's all part of the service. Uh, did you do a speech? I did do a speech. Yeah, I got, got a few tears, so I'm happy enough. You know, I think I managed to wedge myself successfully into the day. You know, and how was Josh at the end of the day? Josh was cut off from the bar at I think 7 p.m. So everything went exactly to plan. <laughs> nice work. Congratulations to Josh and to Emer. Uh, I think that wraps us up, boys. Unless you've anything else. No, all good. Yep. Uh, com is where you're going to get all your uh, articles. We've got profiles of players. We've got interviews. We're going to have game reports. We're going to have all sorts going forward. Kingdomofthegiants.com, the home of a view from the bridge. Um, of course, the games this weekend, Manitoba Bisons in the preseason. As I said, Saturday, 7 p.m., Sunday, 4 p.m., both at the SSE Arena. And if you can't get down to them, Belfast Giants TV is where you'll get the games with Mr. Kitchen behind the mic. If you want to get in touch with us, podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com or on Twitter at AVFTB or look us up on Facebook. Just look for a view from the bridge. And I think that wraps us up. Uh, thanks to Steve Thornton. Thanks to Dustin Johnner and Colin Shields for coming on. Thank you to you, gentlemen. Cheers, Paddy. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Patrick. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.